Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Big Nasty. Yeah, Big Nasty. Hall of Fame Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan, baby. This is Mike Allstott, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you're listening to the Cannon Fire Podcast. Cannon Fire Podcast, brother. You ain't listening, and you're missing out. A brand new edition of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Back at you today for episode number 118. And we are going to catch you up on the latest news from a fairly uneventful offseason altogether. I mean, obviously, we came out kicking with Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski back-to-back. Had plenty to talk about, but with everything going on in the world right now, things have been slowing down, so... We've been scraping up some news from the bottom of the barrel, a lot of the rumor talk that you've heard these past couple of weeks, and much more we're going to get to the bottom of here today on the show. So welcome back. I am your host as always, Rhett Matthew, joined alongside me, my good co-host, the Philly Bucks fan himself, Mr. Evan Wanish. Evan, how are you doing today, my man? I'm doing pretty good. Like you said, uh, just trying to trying to find ways to bring you guys content here. Um, it's it's difficult around this time of year because normally this is the the dead period for the NFL anyway. But you normally have some sort of like sense of like you know what's going to happen, and you just don't right now. Yeah. So like this you is could the... have a season, you could not have a season. It could be filled with fans, it could have no fans. You you just don't know at this point. This is that time of year where we're pretty much gearing up for training camp. OTAs have been done. You know, by now you should have seen Tom Brady in a Bucks uniform throwing deep to Mike Evans. At least, you know, you got to see it when it isn't some drone flying over the high school campus they practice on. But um, yeah, just not a whole lot of Buccaneers news. Of course, there has been plenty of talk on the NFL about the preseason. We're going to get into that here in just a second, and uh, a lot of other rumors. But there was something that happened recently. And it supported this super team agenda is what I'm going to call it when it comes to the Bucks. Uh, there was a rumor that came out from JT the Brick, a radio host. He tweeted that he's been hearing business could be booming in Tampa Bay. And if you know anything about the league and any catchphrases, you know that business booming is immediately attached to Antonio Brown, a guy who... Had, safe to say has had his fair share of trouble, right? Past six months haven't been super kind to him. Past year. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, you know, he hasn't played any football since, I believe, since he last played with Tom Brady when he played one game with the Patriots. So, these rumors start to swirl. It's that time of year. People love the rumors, especially now where you don't have that much to talk about. People are going to latch on to something like this. So, with one guy coming out hearing that he says something else, here comes another guy. And that other guy is Mike Lombardi, a guy that we have, uh, I hate to say, discredited here on the show before, but we'll do it again today because he's usually wrong. Mike Lombardi came out and said he's hearing the same rumor, and, um, you know, AB to Tampa Bay was was really booming, pun intended. And 
within a matter of two hours, I think that was all squashed. And I think we just wanted to kind of come on here and sweep up what was left of it because there's a lot of people still fantasizing the idea of Antonio Brown in a Buccaneers uniform. What are your thoughts on all this stuff, Evan? Yeah, it's just not – when a coach comes out and says, like, it's not going to happen, normally they're not going to change our mind. And that's what Bruce Arians did in March. So I think that this comes from Antonio Brown's people, I think sort of wanting to generate more interest. Uh, but I also think – I legit think that Tom Brady wanted Antonio Brown. I think Tom Brady suggested Antonio Brown to Bruce Arians and Jason Light. And they probably sat down and they probably, you know, spent a few days like seriously discussing it and like the pros and cons. And I'm sure they made a list of both. And that cons list likely was longer than the pros. And they decided that it wasn't going to work. And, you know, Tom may want it, but <laughs> Tom got his boy Gronkowski. I don't think Tom's going to get his boy uh, Antonio Brown here. Would it shock me? No, because this offseason can show you that anything can happen, uh, especially one like this. You know, um, in the year 2020, the way this year's been going, nothing would shock me at this point. But um, I'd be surprised. I think there's a difference between surprised and shocked. I'd be surprised if the Bucks signed Antonio Brown. Um, but I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, were you so, shocked when they signed Tom Brady, or were you just surprised? So the thing when they officially signed Tom Brady, I was like, okay, like this is normal. When <laughs> I realized, when when I when I figured out like it was a real possibility that they could actually do it, like like three or four days before they signed him, yeah, I was like, okay, like yeah, shocked. Um, and the Gronkowski thing really shocked me too. So, yeah. um, but Antonio Brown just. Uh, Tom, the power of Tom Brady. That's why I'd say I'd be surprised, not shocked. Because Tom Brady is a very influential person, and he is in that organization right now. And he pulled for Gronkowski, and he got Gronkowski. You know that Antonio Brown would be able to come on the cheap. It's just, it's at this point, I just don't see it happening. Especially when the Bucks haven't even really gotten a look at Tyler Johnson yet. They really like Scotty Miller. Um, you know, plus they have two wide receivers already who are probably better than Antonio Brown right now. So I, I do think that Brown is a good player, but he also comes with baggage. And yeah. I think that ultimately he's not going to come to Tampa Bay for that reason. And when those rumors first came about, that's what it boiled down to for me was the baggage that came with AB. You brought up that, you know, if Tom Brady was the guy in the building making the push, which it seems like it would make sense that he is, they're going to put up a list of pros and cons. And the list of cons as of right now with all the situations he's involved in is just way too long to really want to bring him onto this team and make it worth it in the long run as well. Because, you know, you talk about the talent at the wide receiver position. The bottom line is we just really don't need Antonio Brown. And um, I think when no. you've got a guy like that. They didn't who, need Gronkowski, though, either. Exactly. They didn't need Gronkowski, and they made that happen because familiarity with Tom. He's the guy that made that push. So could it happen yeah. again? How much familiarity does Antonio Brown have with Tom Brady? Like, they played one, one game. game together. One like, game. come on. Yeah. Like, I don't – like, a lot of people were saying, oh, this is just another move. I would understand if it was, like, Julian Elvin, sure. But not Antonio Brown. He played one game in a week of practice with him. Like, let's chill out on that whole uh, familiarity stuff. Now, there are some free agent names that are swirling around Tampa Bay. Antonio 
Antonio Brown, of course, being the biggest one that you hear about. But I wanted to toss this over to you, Evan. There is still some time for the Buccaneers to secure some free agent help, no matter where it is, whether it's at the outside linebacker position, in the defensive backfield, or hell, even if they wanted to sign another quarterback. Are there any other free agents floating around that you see attached to Tampa Bay and could be a possibility? Well, the the two... I should say the one. The the biggest name, I think, besides Antonio Brown, is going to be Clay Matthews. Um, that's just the name that a lot of people, you know, link with the Bucks right now because, you know, Clay Matthews went on the Pat McAfee show, I believe. I'm not sure what show it was. I, I could think it be was wrong Pat on McAfee. That. It was the show um, that he does with AJ Hawk as well. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 And he basically said that you know he had some interest in coming to Tampa to play with Tom Brady, and um, that got a lot of people wondering, hey, you know, and you know, I you got to know that like, yeah, this on this very show, like probably what six seven months ago, I campaigned to for the Bucks to somehow get Clay Matthews this off season. I said trade like trade like a fifth round pick. Now he's free and you can get him. Mm-hmm. I feel like he wouldn't come in and save the day, but he'd give you a nice pass rush help, a veteran leadership, and I think they desperately need pass rush help. However, Pewter Report put out a recent uh, mailbag. Mark Mark Cook put it out. And somebody asked a question about Clay Matthews. And Pewter Report had basically said that they had learned that the Bucks right now do not have interest in Clay Matthews. So I wouldn't bet on them doing that. Uh, just because they're also they're tight against the cap. And, and Clay Matthews is, isn't going to play for free. you know. So the two other names, I'm looking at two outside linebackers. Um One's going to be too expensive, probably. Uh, Greg Allman actually mentioned both these guys uh, the other day. Marcus Golden, who was with the Cardinals, and the Bucks actually had interest in him last offseason, but he signed with the Giants. And then he had, I think, 10 sacks last year with the Giants, so he's looking to cash in a little bit. That's probably why he's still in the market. So that's not likely to happen. Um, but the other name is Kareem Martin who played with the Cardinals as well. So uh, he played with Todd Bowles and Bruce Arians. That's a possible fit. Also, they could bring back Sam Acho. I think Sam Acho is a real, um, has a real case to be brought back uh, yeah. because they need some depth there. As far as any other position, maybe offensive line, maybe like the interior offensive line, backup center maybe, you know, because if Jensen goes down, I don't know how much they really have. Um but other than that, like if if they add anybody, I would expect it to be an outside linebacker, and I would bet on a guy like Kareem Martin or a Sam Acho. So, and a, and a common theme that you had brought up there is, I think I had seen Greg Allman say this a couple of days ago. If the Bucks are going to make a move on any free agent at this point, I think familiarity with the coaching staff is a big name of the game. So, expecting a lot of guys who were former Cardinals played with Todd Bowles and Bruce Arians mm-hmm. in the past. Um, kind of connections to be made there is a big factor in bringing those guys in. But yep. we brought up a little bit of the offensive line, outside linebacker, wherever you think they need help. You sent me a text a little while ago, and you said, I think I've got a real case for the Buccaneers to sign this guy on the next show. And I wanted to address that right now because I think this is a major talking point, And it's one of those things where we've talked about the Buccaneers quarterback situation before. Are there any free agent moves that they could make coming up to this season that'll impact this season only? No, not really. But the interesting thing about what you had texted me is it's a move to secure the future. And at this time, 
It's not a move that's really going to cost you a whole lot to make happen. And this is the case for a guy named Josh Rosen. What have you got, my man? I am very excited to hear this because I think there's a lot in this move that makes sense. And I think there's a lot that doesn't, but I'm excited to hear your take. Okay, so Josh Rosen is, is playing on the Dolphins right now. So the Bucks would obviously have to trade for him. Now, I know what a lot of people are thinking. When you think of Josh Rosen, you think of the guy who was drafted in the top 10 and then got traded after one year because the Cardinals fell in love with Kyler Murray and never got a shot or never or failed his shot in Miami, I should say. But that's exactly the reason I'd want to bring him on. This, this guy had the talent. I believe he had the talent. You know, to be drafted in the top 10, I thought he was worthy of that pick uh, when they drafted him, I believe 2018. I believe he was worthy of that pick. And it, it, it sucks, the situation he was put in, because that team in Arizona was not good. Yeah. And they started Sam Bradford like the first two weeks of the season, and it went awful. And then they put him into the fire, and lo and behold, it doesn't go great. So... And then he's a victim of Fitz magic in Miami. Of course. Well, everybody eventually is. I think um, every good quarterback at some point in their career has to be a victim of Fitz magic. Am I right? Oh well, yeah. You trying to say James Winston's a good quarterback or what? Uh, uh, no comment. <laughs> I plead with it. Um. Anyways. Um. So. Josh Rosen was was in Arizona, and this team was such a dumpster fire that they fired a coach that they had hired one year. They gave him one year, Steve Wilkes. They gave him one year, and that's how bad Arizona was that year. So, he, you know, he got a tough break there. With He was already in place, and it just so happened that the Cardinals hired this Cliff Kingsbury guy, and he loved Kyler Murray. So the, the, the Cardinals traded him to the, the Dolphins for a second-round pick. So the Dolphins said, hey, you might not take a chance. They already have Ryan Fitzpatrick there, but they figured, hey, we'll see what they got. Because they knew that he had possibly some talent. So, you know, he gets to Miami, and let's be honest, that team wasn't trying to win. Like, that that team was not trying to win football games. The front office, obviously the players were trying, but the front office wasn't building that team to win football games this year. I think their mind that, had been made up for a very long time. Regardless of what people want to say about the second half of that season, Brian Flores pulled together. They they knew what, what, they, knew what they were doing. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the offensive line of Miami, not good. The weapons, okay. Like, Devontae Parker ended up turning a really good season. Uh, Mike Kosicki, a tight end, ended up having a solid season. But, I mean, other than that, you know, Jakeem Grant, I, I believe he got injured a little bit. Um, Albert Wilson, I don't even know if he was still on the Dolphins, to be honest with you. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, um, no, no Rona here, folks. Uh, <laughs> Just so, check. <laughs> I had to throw it in there. Um he just got another bad break. I mean, it, it, it's crazy to think that the two teams that this guy has been on are two of the worst teams in the NFL in the in the two years he was on them. So he starts a few games, and it, they don't go well. Like they, they don't go well at all. And a lot of people are saying, when I said that the Bucks should trade for Josh Rosen, a lot of people said, well, he had his shot and he blew it. Did he, though? 
Because if they really give him a shot, you'd play him for most of the season and right. see what you actually have. So what I would suggest, if I'm the Bucks, if they take it, they take it. If they don't, they don't. Offer a fifth-round pick. A fifth-round pick, he's still in his rookie contract. You have a fifth-year option, potentially, that you could pick up as well. So he's got two more years and then the fifth-year option. Pair him with the Bucks coaches, who are some of the best coaches in the league, and with the Bucks weapons, who are the best weapons in the league. Have him sit behind Tom Brady for two years. You might have something on your hands here. Now, the issue. You're sitting behind Tom Brady for two years. So that would mean that when he's ready to start, that would be his fifth year option. Yeah. So that's basically, a that's that's a that's a risk, you yeah. know, because that's just a trial and error. Uh, you know, if you do good, you'll stay. If you don't, you're gone. And then what do you do after that? You know. So I'm not saying they're going to. I I don't honestly I don't think they're going to. Um, but this dude, I believe, still has talent. And he's just been a guy that's had bad breaks on bad teams with bad offensive lines, not good weapons, uh, and just, yeah, just bad situations. So why not try to put him in one of the best situations he's ever been in with the best coaches, the best receivers, and the greatest quarterback of all time, you know, sitting there. He's learning from him in the film room and stuff. That could be very valuable. And I feel like a guy like Josh Rosen, he didn't get picked in the top ten for nothing. Okay, stats at UCLA is they speak for themselves, and I, I think that it would be worth a shot. Obviously, I wouldn't trade a second, third round pick for the guy, but a fifth. I mean, you know, not there's only so many fifth rounders that work out. So yeah, I'd be willing to take a shot at a fifth round pick. Um, also, I think he's better than Blaine Gabbert, and he's better than Ryan Griffin. So what does it do? It gives you a better backup quarterback. Yeah. What if Tom Brady gets COVID nineteen? Oh, stop Josh it. Rosen Don't even bring that up, dude. Uh, but, yeah, but it's a possibility. Jesus Christ. It, it's yeah, a possibility. It is, but, oh, 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 so, God. Uh, I, yeah, but you got to speak the truth on this show. No, you definitely so, do, and we've been trying our best to do that since day one. Actually, really quickly, I just wanted to throw in there to piggyback what you had just said. Bruce Arians had a quote that he put out with the Tampa Bay Times that said, well, these players are going to get sick. It's just a matter of how sick they're going to get. So a very real possibility that you brought up that, not a lot of people might like. I know for a fact I don't like it, but definitely something you have to consider. Yeah, I mean, you know, if he gets it, he's going to be out at least a week, maybe even more. So, I mean, who do you trust more, Ryan Griffin, Blaine Gabbert, or Josh Rosen? I'd pick Rosen. Yeah. You know, it, it, I just would. Like I said, I at the end of the day, I don't believe they're going to do it. Like, I just don't think that's something that they have in the plans. I don't know what the future is a quarterback, right? Um, you know, in an ideal world, sure, you you land a guy in, in the first round that you can groom and boom, right there. Yeah. But he just, there's so many other factors that go into that, and I'd be willing to take a chance on a guy like Rosen. That that's pretty much that's pretty much you know my opinion on it. What what are your thoughts on the whole Josh Rosen thing? Well, uh, one thing that you had just brought up was making that transition through the draft. Drafting a guy in the first round next year or the year after that can sit behind Brady and do all the same things that Rosen would do. But you also kind of have to think about where the Bucks are going to be if this all turns out the way that we want it to. If the Bucks make a deep playoff run and they're obviously not sitting in the first 20 or 25 picks of the first round, then there's not going to be that many stud quarterbacks that immediately stick out to you on the board. Obviously, you're going to have your guys that 
trickle into the first, second, and third round as you typically do every now and again. But with a guy like Rosen, if everything plays out for the Bucks, it's just another one of those moves that in hindsight can say, look, we got this guy for dirt cheap and everything works out hunky-dory, right? So that's mm -hmm. another reason why I like that is because the Bucks don't have to give up a lot of capital on their end to take a chance on this guy. He's a top 10 pick. He has been kind of screwed out of any starting job he's had because, of course, you know how bad that Cardinals team was, and then you brought it up, his situation in Miami, where he got I mean, Fitz magic did to him wasn't fair. That's, just, that's not fair. Yeah, no, it's you, definitely you don't, not. You don't throw a rookie quarterback in with the worst team. That, that Cardinals team had the number one pick, so that was the worst team in the NFL, and you just trade him away. You don't even give him... Two years, three years. You just you give him, you know, you give him ten games, and that's it. That's that's not fair. Yeah. Well, when you're, you know, putting your franchise on the shoulders of a guy like Kyler Murray that you draft number one overall, it's kind of hard to sit there and say to Josh Rosen, the top ten pick from the year before, hey man, you know, we're just gonna need you to sit out, and if this doesn't work, maybe we'll call you back. You, you know, you almost, it's awkward at that point. So I think for Rosen, a change of scenery was definitely needed. It just sucks that Miami was the landing spot for him. But I think he's a guy that does have some potential. And I think my favorite part of all of it is, like I brought up, the lack of resources the Bucks would have to give up to get a guy like him. Because if you're going to take a chance on anybody, why not do it with a guy who, I hate to say, yeah. has familiarity with a league because he's played a total of 30 minutes at an NFL game, but... He's definitely a little bit more familiar than any rookie that you would have coming in. And I don't want to say there's more leeway to have him be a bust, but I think there's a lot more you can do if you have a solid quarterback and then you have a first-round pick that you can spend on whatever the hell else you want to hopefully help out that quarterback if Rosen is the move. But again, this is all hypothetical. It's just really, mm -hmm. really good for the conversation. So if you guys have your opinions on maybe a quarterback the Buccaneers should keep their eye on, uh, someone coming up in the draft that you have got your eyes on way too early, or even just your general oh, thoughts. Oh, I got some of those. Yeah, even just your general thoughts about the case for Josh Rosen. Make sure you let us know, specifically on YouTube, if you're checking us out with video, comment down in the comments down below. And, of course, you can always reach the show and let us know your opinion as well. Podcast at gmail.com. You can send us an email. We'll read those and respond on the show. And, of course, the CHEF hotline is always open, 813 433 813-433-0323. Yes, I almost forgot the phone number. It's been so long since we've been sitting here doing the show. <laughs> but just to reconfirm to myself, 813-433-0323 is that number. There Call us, leave us a voicemail, cuss us out, yell at us, do whatever you got to do. But we want to hear from you, and uh, we appreciate you for checking out the show. But yeah. Josh Rosen, man, potential Buccaneers just, quarterback. Hey, you know, I'm not – like I said, is it going to happen? Probably not, just because it's a weird offseason. I think that's uh, partially a factor. I don't think you're going to see as many like transactions, like trade and stuff like that. But it's just something to think about. Like How many other quarterbacks, like backup quarterbacks or quarterbacks that are on a roster that aren't starters, that teams might actually want to trade away, have potential? Right. It's right. Josh Rosen. Like there's, like there's no other – Josh Rosen's like 23 years old. Like, it's not like he's 25, 26, and you're like, okay, he hasn't done anything. He still has a lot of room to grow, and I think it, it's worth a shot. You know, obviously, like I said, in my ideal world, the Buccaneers probably take a quarterback in the first round. Jamie Newman is a guy I really like. Uh, could be transferring to Georgia, playing in Todd Munkin's offense. 
I like it. Uh, if uh, you know, guys, if you if you want to go on YouTube when you're done this video, if you want to go on YouTube and uh, look up Jamie Newman, take a look at him a little bit. I think you'll be impressed. Uh, but you know, is there a guarantee? Like you said, there's no. If the Bucks are sitting at 29, you know, there's no guarantee Newman's there. There's no guarantee any quarterbacks there. So what? Are you just gonna you know not pick one? Okay, that's fine. You don't pick one this year. Then next year, Brady's in his final year. Let's say you're good again, but you're not as good. Let's say you're sitting at 25, and there's no quarterback there. What, what are you going to do? And Brady yeah. says he retired. He's not coming back. What are you going to do? Blaine Gabbert's you know, definitely like, not going to be the future of this team. And uh, I think Ryan Griffin's say, not either. Yeah, I don't think Ryan Griffin's going to be at that point either. So, again, you kind of leave yourself in a crappy Ryan situation. Ryan Griffin's going to be like 31 at that time. So – let me ask you an honest question when it comes to the Buccaneers in the quarterback position. Let's say, you know, these next two seasons work out exactly the way that we want them to. I know exactly the way we want is a Super Bowl, best case scenario, but deep playoff run. Let's just see it, playoffs. Let's late in the it. draft pecking order. What year or when do you think the Bucks should focus on the quarterback position? Because, you know, we can sit here and talk about the two-year window. You've got one year in the draft to maybe push it off, and then the next year after that, if you're still in a good spot, you might end up being screwed because you waited a little bit too long. So in a perfect world, where should they address this and when? To me, it's it's this upcoming draft. Yeah. Um, yeah, to, to me, it's this team, I think, is good enough to where you don't need to add. There's, there's you know, this offseason, this obviously – if the season ever happens and there's an like an off season, you're gonna realize that looking at the Bucks roster, there might not be that many holes. Um, so like what, you just gotta draft a player to draft a player? No, you draft a player for the future. And you draft a player, you know, for for your future. The Chiefs had Alex Smith and they drafted uh, the you know, almost billion dollar man, Patrick Mahomes. Good God um, almighty, by the way. Can we good, just take good a for moment? Him. Good for him. Can we just take a moment and appreciate the largest contract in sports history? What were the final numbers? I know it was something like 10 years, $503 million? $503 million, I believe $477 million guaranteed. Jesus Christ. This man if, shows football can, over can baseball he give me, and can still he give ended up me, getting paid baseball money. Give me 5% of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take 5%. Listen, like, Pat, if you ever need any advisory, you know, if you ever need uh, to find out just anything you're ever curious about, I can Google whatever you want for 0.5% of what you get over the next 10 years. Let's call it yeah. a deal. Pen to paper. It's a done deal. It's all good. So, yeah, it's all good. Um, yeah, so they, you know, they drafted him when they had Alex Smith. The Packers obviously drafted uh, Aaron Rodgers when they had Brett Favre. They just drafted Jordan Love when they have Aaron Rodgers. They're a team that's thinking that way, and I think that's smart. Obviously, with, with the Packers right now, it's a different situation, I think, because Rodgers has like four more years on his contract, so it was a weird one. But with <laughs> I mean, with the Bucks and Brady, it's a clear landing spot for a quarterback next year. And I think like, a guy like Jamie Newman – you know, the fact that there might not be a college football season, that might help the Bucks case with Newman. Because Newman's a guy, I feel like, if there's a season, he's going to impress and he ain't going to be there at 28, 29, whatever. 
But if there's not a season and people are going off, you know, just uncertainty, you might be able. Obviously, is it a huge risk? Yes. But any any player, I don't care, any player has a chance to be a bust. Any player you draft, doesn't not matter. There's no there's no sure thing, okay? So you draft him, and you could have a steal. People could be looking at that in three years and say, wow, Jamie Newman should have been a top 10 pick, and the Bucks got him at 29. Like, you could be talking about setting your franchise up for the next 10 years after Tom Brady. So I think that's smart. I, I don't think it's responsible to go into the second draft uh, when Brady's in a contract year and you don't know what that quarterback class is going to look like. And I just I think it's very risky. Yeah. So it's one of those things that you're just going to want to get out in front of much sooner rather than later. So ultimately, we've got a whole year to see how the Buccaneers play this. And uh, at this point, we'll even see if there's football at all this season. But let's move on to that discussion. Also, I want to ask you a question. Go ahead. So this might, I'm going to try to keep this as short as possible. And I hope, I want your answer to sort of be the short answer too. Because okay. It's, it's a little bit of a complicated question. So if there's no season, right, there's going to be a draft. So there's going to be two rookie classes. You're going to have to expand the rosters. Like you're just, you just are, you're going to have to expand the rosters to like, maybe instead of 53, it's like 58. Yeah. Or no, it's like 58. That's only five more players. Yep. You, you can have a draft class. You can sign <laughs> your draft class. Um, you know, maybe like, you know, 63, maybe put 10 put 10 extra roster spots, you know, and then maybe you expand the draft, even have it like 10 rounds, you know, because not as many undrafted free agents are going to be able to get the chance to sign a deal. Yeah. I think that would happen. Or what do you think would happen? Because I assume they're not going to put off the draft. Where, where are the, where are these college seniors going to go? Are they going to take off a year and then enter the draft? No. Right. So if there's no season, you're still going to have a draft, you know, and I think the whole thing with contracts those contracts can just be, hey, put it instead of 2020, 2021. Yeah. I think that's that's easier than conducting a draft. Take a year off, we'll sign you, and then we'll figure everything out once you get back. That kind of thing seems like it would make the most sense. But I will say this about your proposition. I don't know if that's the word to use here, but I will say this about what you have said about no NFL season. We were just about to talk about some of the cancellations that are happening and the end game. Of all of these cancellations across the league is to have a season. And mm-hmm. I still personally believe that regardless of what people say, regardless of if there are fans in the stands or not, I believe the NFL will play one way or another. There was an I idea that someone had posed that said, fly all the teams over to Europe, have them self-quarantine for two weeks, play a football season, and then fly them back. I think that's an incredible idea. I don't. No? Why not? I just, I just, I don't. I think that would be just weird. The challenges of the time zones. Of yeah, the- I, I feel like yeah the, the revenue and stuff. I mean, the owners wouldn't like it at all, probably. Um, like, yeah, the TV ratings would be down. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. Yeah, I know the time zones would be a little bit weird, and it would suck to, you know, get to the point where if you want to watch football on Sunday, you have to watch it on a tape delay. You know, that would really yeah. suck. But, um, I mean... 
just stuff that's floating around here. I still believe that the NFL 100% expects to have a season, and I hope that most of the players feel the same as well. And I know that. Well, you know, Tom Brady's definitely not opting out because oh, yeah, definitely not. If, if, if this dude isn't scared to hold, you know, workouts with 15 other guys, he ain't opting out. So. He is already saying the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Yes, that's a Tom Brady quote. Nobody else said that in the history of the Nobody world. Nobody else. Don't look it up. Yep, I'll don't Google it. That is Tom Brady who said that. But that's his whole attitude towards this. So I have to imagine he is instilling this mindset in a lot of his teammates because you know how Tom Brady has that effect of making people around him better. I'm sure there's a lot of people who are ready and excited to get to work. I feel like they're I, scared to say no because like Tom Brady will show up at their house and order him to play. Right. I feel like they're 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 like pressured to play. They're like Tom, are you playing? Yeah, aren't you? Um, um, I wasn't going to, but you are now. Okay, right, exactly. <laughs> He's definitely a guy who is not going to shy away from um, any risks that can be had of an NFL season, but. Let's transition into this second half of the conversation about what if in the NFL season and what they've started to do already. Sorry I didn't answer your question that great, but that is also another situation oh, that that's, leaves you that's, guessing. That we could almost have a full episode just on that. So. Right? Maybe we should. Maybe we should. Not a lot to talk Maybe. about. But let's get into this really quickly. So we talked about the NFL starting to cancel things, and it started with the Hall of Fame game. That was the first official game that they had canceled. Moving on from that, the NFL shortened the preseason from four games to two games, and by doing that, they cut off the schedule weeks one and four. The NFL's preseason has already been shortened from four to two games, but at this point, do you think it could disappear altogether? You know, the NFLPA has really been campaigning to just have no preseason at all. And there was another report that came out that says players are expected to report to training camp July 28th with the preseason being cut or even just, you know, cut in half or cut out entirely. You have to think of missed time that these guys are making up at training camp. How does this whole situation play out? Do you think we have a preseason at all is kind of the question I'm posing here. Man, you know... If you asked me a month ago, I would have said two preseason games. I would have said exactly what it is currently. Um, you know, I would have said it would probably be two preseason games. But now, man, I want, I want to, I want to say one preseason game. But I don't even think there's gonna be one because, in my mind, the players would be the one that would want the preseason game. But they actually don't. <laughs> so, like, that, like I always thought, I was like, okay, the players are going to want at least a game to get sort of warmed up. Like, it's like, you know, basketball, they're, they're finishing out the regular season sort of as exhibition games. Uh, baseball, everybody's playing exhibition games before they play the regular season. Uh, hockey, they're playing, you know, the play-in games and the round-robin tournaments, stuff like that. You know, I figured, okay, these guys want, might want a little tune-up game. Doesn't seem like it. So... I'm going to guess with no preseason at all, I do think there will be a NFL season. I, I truly believe that. Um, and if fans are allowed, I believe it will be at a very limited capacity. We were talking before the show about uh, you know the Ravens. Uh, their stadium holds 77,000 people, and they announced today that if there are fans allowed in the stadium, they will only be allowing about 14,000 people uh, into the stadium. So Raymond James Stadium holds about 64. 
66, I think. Okay, I think it's yeah. 60, 65,890 is the official thing. So I looked it up earlier. Um, so that would be close to like 13,000, 12,000 people in a stadium for a Bucks game. So, um, you know, I mean, if there's fans, that's what it would be. Um, but I don't know, man. Uh, so right now, if I had to guess... I would say there's no preseason, but the Buccaneers are playing on, what is that, September 9th or whatever, something like that, in New Orleans uh, against the Saints uh, with with uh, probably no fans. I would say probably say no fans, but yeah. if I had to guess, um, you know. Uh, but now you never know because we, the, the thing is we just don't know with this thing. We don't know what this thing's going to do. A lot of people thought, you know, it might be gone by the summer. A lot of people think, oh, it's going to be here till 2022. Nobody knows. Okay, nobody knows. And you just, it, there's been talk about pushing the season back a month. I don't see what that does. Um, that could even worsen it because if it's supposed to get worse in late November, early December around there, you know, you'd be playing less football if you push this, the season back a month. So I, I don't get that. You can't play in the spring because these guys are not going to be able to, you know, play two seasons in a calendar year. Right. If you're gonna, if you're even thinking about playing in the spring, you might as well cancel the season. If this is, you know, the Pew Report guys yesterday, I was listening to their podcast, and they brought up a good point. Eventually, you know, let's say you do play in the spring, okay. You're not going to be able to play in the fall. So what? Football is going to become a spring sport now? Because the only way you can get it back in the fall is if you end up skipping a season. You have to skip a season eventually to get back on track. So if you're going to skip a season, why not just skip this one? You know. So I do. I think there's going to be a season. Bottom line, yes. Do I think there's going to be fans? No. Do I think there's going to be a preseason? No. So. That's my official stance. Could it change in two weeks? Absolutely. Because like I said, with this virus, you know, these numbers could skyrocket into astronomical numbers or they could really start to go down. And maybe there's a vaccine, you know, found in October, November, and they're able to get treated and everything could change. But right now, that's my stance. Sorry for the long, rambling answer. No, you're good. I know there is a lot of news going out lately about an experimental vaccine that's going on that could potentially open doors for more stuff. No word on that. But, of course, to everyone listening, you guys know that if we find out any more information on the NFL season and where it is, we'll definitely be here to let you know. But let me bring this question to light. You brought up the possibility of no preseason at all, and I think a lot of the players would definitely prefer it that way. You know, the old thing for years has been, well, the older players, the veterans, they hate the preseason. They would much rather do without it. You've got four more extra games with more chance of injury for your starters, which is not that great. But at the same time, the storyline that develops in games two, three, and four of the preseason is a lot of those younger guys on the team. A lot of the undrafted free agents, a lot of the later round draft picks who are really just fighting in those positional battles. What happens to those guys if there's no preseason? Obviously, <laughs> maybe during training camp you can find some things out because I have to imagine with no preseason, you have more time for training camp. But if they cut out the preseason altogether, what does that adjustment look like? And where does that leave those guys kind of caught in the middle? Yeah, I, you know, undrafted guys, I don't know. Because there's there might be some solid football players that are just going to be cut and they never play the game. You know, just it, it, it's a crappy situation for them. 
I would assume draft picks, like actual draft picks, if there's no preseason, will get the benefit of the doubt and probably stay on the team. Um, so like guys like Khalil Davis, uh, Raymond Calais, uh, Chappelle Russell, guys like that, I believe those guys would probably stay on the team uh, just because they, uh, they get the benefit of the doubt. Uh, but man, I don't know. It just it would suck to be an undrafted free agent this year. And like I said, there's going to be some good football players that are let go. Um, that team's just, you know, they might think they have, you know, potential, but they haven't seen them, so they got to cut them. And uh, it's going to suck. Uh, and there's going to be a ton of those guys. You know, maybe there's a few that are kept by teams, but most undrafted free agents aren't even going to get a shot and are going to get let go. Yeah, and it's a shame, but um, it's just the nature of how things are right now. It is a crappy situation, and it sucks of all things. I know plenty of people have said it. I'm going to say it one more time, but it sucks so goddamn bad that Tampa Bay signs Tom Brady. They get Rob Gronkowski out of retirement. They're able to franchise tag the NFL sack leader the previous season. The pieces are there for this team to make a run, and of course we have to just deal with everything right now. So it is day by day. Whenever there is more information, we will let you guys know. And as of right now, just remain hopeful for a football season because I know that from the inside to the outside of the NFL, from bottom to top, they all want a season. The players want a season. The fans want a season, regardless of if they're in the stadium it's all or about, not. It's all about this. It's all about money. That is exactly. It's all about how much money is going to be lost at the end of the day. You know, teams are already going to be losing a bunch of money on ticket sales. And I'll be honest, for months, this is why I didn't commit to buying myself a season ticket because I just didn't know if I was going to be in the stadium at all. And, yeah. um, you know, we're getting closer to finding that stuff out. Teams, teams are, and, you know, players lose that money too. Yeah. You know, it's just, teams aren't getting paid. How do you expect the players to get paid? So, like you said, everybody wants a season. Baseball has figured out a way to have a season. They're going to be arriving here shortly. Hockey has figured out a way to finish the playoffs. Basketball has figured out a way to finish the playoffs. We'll see if it gets shut down. Hopefully it doesn't. We at least know that it's going to start at least. Okay. There's going to be a start to it. Football needs to find a way. It's yeah. uh, at the end of the day, it's going to sound like horrible, but money is everything. These, you know, the players and the owners, it's all about money. That's that's what the biggest, you know, money can impact a lot of different things. And I will say this to wrap things up before we get out of here. Folks, if you want football this fall, if you want college football with fans in the stands, if you want to just be at a tailgate atmosphere with your friends and have a football game to look forward to, just wear an effing mask. It's all yep. you got to do. You know, I don't care what you have to say about any of the baggage that comes with it. It's not just for you. It's for the people around you. And, um, you know, I've actually been out of town the past couple of weeks, and I went to a small town in Tennessee where they haven't had any new cases in two and a half weeks. Mm. And I still saw people wearing masks. I didn't see everybody wearing masks, and it was a nice change of scenery, but with Tampa, with a hot spot like Florida and any other major city that people may find themselves in, just be responsible, be careful, stay safe, wash your hands, 
and wear a mask so we have some football to talk about in the fall and so that this show has a whole reason to continue because at the end of the day no football you know, it's kind of hard if, to have a if, show if there ain't if there's no football i've thought about this we might just like poll you guys on what you guys want to see and we might do like two shows a month or something like it wouldn't be a lot but it'd be something it definitely be yeah. something we'd have to figure out but uh, all of that cannot be possible hopefully if everybody just stays safe and, and we're really cool about it, Absolutely. like we're really good, you know, over in Europe, it's interesting over there because a lot of their teams rebooted their leagues rebooted and they're like wrapping up their seasons because they've done such a good job over there. So maybe the U S can turn it around. I don't know. I don't have that much faith, but fingers crossed for a football season. And of course, if we find out anything else, we will let you guys know, but ladies and gentlemen, that's just about going to do it for this episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast. I truly appreciate each and every one of you who tune into our show, whether it's on YouTube or any other podcast platform you can listen to us to. You can connect to the show, and you can find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are Cannon Fire Podcast. Follow for all the latest updates on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, rumors, news, and, of course, any updates on the show. Anything we have planned in the future, you're going to find it out on those platforms first. You can follow myself on Instagram and Twitter at Redicus. If you follow me, I will follow you back. And you can follow my co-host Evan Wanish on Instagram at BucksWave and on Twitter at EvanNFL. How's Twitter been treating you lately? Twitter lately has been, I think it all depends on the time of day you go on and what's happening. Because <laughs> sometimes there are some happy times. You're like, oh, this is good. And then other times you go on, you're like... Okay, all all of this is either, you know, stuff about the virus or stuff about the president or stuff about, you know, just all this stuff and it's all, you know, just so crazy and you just you just want to take a break from it all, you know? Yeah. Like it, it, it it's it's nuts, but I I still love Twitter, so. It's a roll of the dice, but damn is it entertaining. make sure you guys go get at us on twitter and we can get into some trouble over there one last shout out before we go i need to recognize our sponsor pinecrest printing and signs rj and his experienced staff are based out of brandon florida and they have been helping out the tampa bay business community since 2001 for almost 20 years He has been putting together the best in advertising for any business. If you've got a small business, if you are looking to start up your own company, representation is everything. And Pinecrest Printing is going to make sure they get that done in the best way possible. They handle sizes, projects from small to large. You can do stickers. You can do apparel. You can do signs. Any branding that you can think of, they can get it done. If you want to get a CFP logo on a pair of Nikes, I guarantee you, call up RJ and he can get it done. By the way, if you call up Pinecrest Printing and Signs at any time and you mention CFP, you get 10% off your first order. So if you're looking to get a big batch of t-shirts, that's going to run you a little bit of money. But if you call them up and let them know that Rhett and Evan from the Cannon Fire podcast gave you their number, then you will get 10% off your first order. And that 10% goes a long way, trust me, because they make sure they handle all of our stuff, our stickers, our t-shirts, our branding, our business cards, all Pinecrest printing and signs. So make sure you give them a call, 813-684-5444, or you can go to the website, pinecrestprinting.com. Remember, you mentioned CFP, get 10% off your first order. I am Rhett Matthew, signing off for my good buddy and co-host, Mr. Evan Wanish, and we will catch you guys next time. Thank you for listening to our show, and go Bucks. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.